Hello, welcome back to the Sam Antics podcast. He's Matt. I'm Sam. He describes Joseph and his Technicolor Dreamcoat as false advertisement, and I do not. And that's just the way it is. What? about? <laughs> Joseph and his Technicolor Dreamcoat. You would describe that as falsely advertised because you can't see the colors. Oh, wow. <laughs> Fucking hell. So I knew something like this was coming, but I didn't think it was like that. <laughs> so I warned Matt saying, for the intro today, I, I've got something that's going to either, it's going to go one of three ways. The first is you're going to find it funny. The second is it's going to piss you off. And the third is you're going to Im- immediately want to end the podcast. Um, I'm hoping for option two. I'm hoping, unless... This doesn't actually make well, it that's, there. That is all we've got time for this week. And, uh, <laughs> wow. Well, I wasn't expecting that, Sigrava, and that actually was a little bit hurtful. But well, none you know the wiser. I say it in jest. None the wiser, Sigrava. Uh, I've forgotten how to do this because it, for us, it's been two weeks. Two weeks since we recorded this because so I've the... been on, been on the Ollie Bobs, haven't I? Yeah, you went on your Ollie Bobs, but it's been four episodes and we've done two recording sessions in the past four weeks i'm conf- i'm forgetting what we need to do as well but i think we're going to proceed with the the episode number matt Dyer. what are we on so cool. we are on episode number 49 49 nearly hit a birth mark haven't we it, 50 it's uh it's very exciting one um, month in one month's time, Matt, I we're going to sit down to record the episode. One year anniversary. Yeah, that's um. Fucking, we've this podcast has been going longer than some relationships. <laughs> what <are> you? <laughs> <laughs> that sounded very loaded. That was like a very, very like pointed um, statement there. Okay, well, I'll tell you what. Some relationships. I'll, I'll go with this then, so shall I? This podcast has been going longer than any of my relationships in the past. Minus one. Me too. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so, Grover, how the devil have you been in the last two weeks? God. Two what weeks, have you done? Yeah. I don't know. What have I done? <laughs> what have I done? Um, Ah, so we last recorded on my birthday, didn't we? Because we had a clink cast. We did, um, yes. So I went up to Bristol that weekend. I had a great time up there. Um, I had a um, went to a state a smokehouse, Matt Dyer. Oh, tell me more. If there's any vegans it's listening, the stop listening now. It's on the river. Um, and you go in, and they like they they'll like, they'll sit you down at a table. You sit down. They give you a menu, and Everything is slow. It's just done in like their slow cooker, and I'm like, this is just heaven. There's too many choices, but I decided to go for a burger because the burger on the burger. So they had the patty. They obviously put the cheese on there, and then the bits that you would throw out, so like the salady bits. But then they had a bit of brisket on there as well. Oh, and the and the honestly, when I tell you this was the juiciest burger I've ever had in my life. Oh my god, it was incredible. Um, I've, I've already eaten this evening, but now you're making me hungry again. So thank oh, you for that. Yeah, well, it was just incredible. Um, but yeah, then I proceeded to drink and drink a lot that night, that and day. 
Um, but the night before that, I had a work do. I then got on a train. I don't think I've told you this yet. So I had a work do on the Friday. So we recorded on the Thursday, the 4th. Oh, I had a work do on the 5th. And I ended up getting home at 1.30 a.m. <laughs> after, yeah, nice. I, was, I had three drinks for about eight or nine drinks, I think, off the top of my head. And I was absolutely just shit-faced. Um, and then absolutely I had, then, riddled. Then I decided to have more. And then I got a kebab, a battered sausage, and a bit of nice. chicken for the, for the way home. Uh, so I got in a taxi, got home, ate my food, went to bed. Got up and made a 10 to 8 train over to um, Romsey to change, to, obviously, to go on the train to Bristol. Ooh. So, I, yeah, I was not in the best frame of mind, but I did manage to forget some very important items, like a phone charger. Um, <laughs> but, but it's all okay because I had a coffee and I thought, I'm going to do this. So I get onto the the GWR train, which, as we know, I detest. This one was Great in... Western Railway service to Cardiff Central. It was honestly uh, hell. Um, so I get on the train, and I'm sat there. And this is, bear in mind, it's about half eight in the morning at this point. Hmm. On the table next to me. So I'm on a table to myself at this point. So there's four seats and a table. And there's the aisle, and then there's another four seats on and a table. And two guys there... They come up from Portsmouth and they are just diving it balls deep at this point into a crate each of beer at half past eight in the morning. And I'm thinking, fuck me, right? I need to just stay calm, stay quiet and just sort of, you know, mind my own business sort of thing. Anyway, journey progressed and I, I end up chatting to them. They're good lads. One guy was a United fan, the other was a Sunderland fan. Sunderland were playing Bristol at that time. Anyway, at about half past nine in the morning they offered me a Stella a bottle of Stella and I took it because I needed some hair of the dog and then you sorry yeah. you needed to what some hair of the dog Matt is what uh, the expression is so when you're had a night out and you're feeling really hungover and you need hair of the dog is a bit of alcohol to kind of balance yourself out again I did not know that the thing it's a thing that if you're well trained at uni it's when I was at uni I used to go on the big, big like nights out, and then I get in at like half two, get up at six to need to obviously like try and make myself awake to go to uni, um, and like if I had an early, early lecture or something, and I would make a coffee and put some put a shot of vodka in my coffee at oh, probably about half six in the morning to top myself up to stay drunk enough to get through the next thing the through like my day. So that I could gradually get more and more hungover throughout the day. So, Robert, can I just can I just do something very quickly? Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, here at the Sound That Antics podcast, we do not condemn heavy drinking of any kind, as it's dangerous. I do, and it's not cool. Drink and... responsibly, know your limits, and don't be a dickhead. Yes, and that's the story here. Don't, don't, don't be a don't be a uh, whoa, 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 whoa! I was, I drink responsibly. I can't, and I hold myself responsible for all my actions. This is the other thing you have to do: you have to hold yourself responsible for your actions. Yeah, if she's a ten on the night and she's a four when you wake up, that's on you, buddy. 
moving quickly on. Yeah, we're going to move swiftly on. Anyway, so yeah, it was a great weekend, that one. And then other than that, I've gone to work, um, died in a heat wave and ended up somehow managing to get a flu when it was 35 degrees outside. Um, Did you? Yeah, I had four days off work last week. Oh, you did tell me. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. nice to know you're listening. And then (laughs) proceeded into last weekend where I just watched May United get absolutely fucked up the arse. Um, Yes, and that that diet is up to date to today. Very good, Sausage. How the devil have you been? Well, Sakura, I went on holiday last week. uh, Why don't you tell the listeners where you went to? Well, I went to many places ago. So can I just say as well, I went on holiday in the second hottest week we've had. And as we all know, Matt Dye cannot cope with temperatures above eight degrees. Um, So I went to, we did two days in Southampton. Yes, we did two days in Bournemouth and we did two days in... Oh, and you said Woking. No, not Woking. Yeah, it was not Woking. Sorry. <laughs> Weymouth. <laughs> um, so, you won't believe this. I, I haven't told you this. I am now the proud owner of a pair of chopsticks. Sorry, is this the Let's Destroy Matt Diet podcast today? You've already fucking ruined me with the intro about being colorblind. Please, and... please never say that I ruined you. Please never. Yes, I realise what yes, I said. Yes, That's why yes. I kept talking. Uh, yes, but I, so the chopsticks, you, do, do you actually haven't asked you, you like Chinese though, don't you? Yeah, you do like Chinese, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah okay. Because I, 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 for a minute I thought you didn't like Chinese, then I remember that's vegetables you you don't like. No, I like the duck. I, I like duck. I like chips. I like sweet and sour chicken balls. But no veg. I like... Um, uh, egg fried rice, but not vegetables. <laughs> anyway, so I've got a pair of um, chopsticks that I stole from a restaurant, and um, I don't know how to use them. Yeah, chopsticks can get quite confusing when you first like try to learn. Like, I think I've been using chopsticks for like six years now, so I kind of I know what I need to do. When I was first starting out, I hated them. Yeah, it's not the best, Agora. Uh, but anyway, back to the, hos- the hospital. Oh, forget hospital. <laughs> back, back to the holidays. <laughs> Sorry. Um, it was very hot. I burnt my neck in the mm. sun, which probably indicates that I shouldn't be in the sun. Mm. Um, and much food was consumed. Uh, poor mum uh, was ill on the last day, really quite seriously ill yeah. to the point where Andy nearly had to take her to hospital overnight um, luckily that didn't happen but she's on the mend now um, and it's nice just to be sitting doing a podcast not sweating profusely from my head because it's <laughs> so hot or worrying if your fan is being picked up by the microphone that's something I'm quite well I've got it I've, I've got it on so girl, so Quite honestly, I couldn't care less if the audience could hear my fan or not. I, I, I haven't heard it yet. Oh, good. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what's been going on with me in the, uh, in the last two weeks. Now, in the interim between recordings, there is something that 
we, well, I say we, royal we is being used here. Matt Dyer has come up with um, a little treat for you all, which will be heard in this week's podcast. Have I? Yes. What is it? <laughs> what is it? The new segment. Oh, shit, yeah. And I'll tell, right? tell you what we'll do. We'll go into the next segment and we'll crack on. Now it's time to pass over to the angriest man I know, Matt Dyer. It's been a while. It's been a while, and I've I've been angry at you, <clears> but <throat> we are actually going to have an angry man reviews. So cool. you're gonna you're in for you're in for a right treat. Let me tell you that. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, you, this has been five weeks of torture. I haven't got one. I haven't got two. I've actually got three angry man reviews this week. Stop it. Stop and, it. Um, one of, them, one of them was uh, from my holiday. Mm-hmm. One of them was coming back from holiday. Yeah. And one of them was uh, actually, it, it, my mum told me this and it, and it angered me. So I basically stole her idea. Lovely. Mm. Let's crack on. So I've got the first one. Hotels that use key cards you have to put in the slot. It never fucking works. Oh, yeah, and then you stood there outside, you're holding the handle, and it, you just, yeah, no, that I agree with, yeah. So, I'm not going to name the hotel for legal reasons, however, it is a budget hotel, and it's not the Premier Inn, so do with that as you will. Yes, um, Did, have last... we, hang on, hang on, have we stayed in this prior to attempting a Guinness World Record? We have, Sakura. we have. Yes! Seen. Um, it, it's the one with the blue logo. Yes, yes. Um, last year we went on holiday as a family, and we stayed in a popular budget hotel chain. Mm-hmm. And we were given me and me and my brother were given room number thirteen. Oh, yes. Um, now on the first day. It was a bit dodgy, but after the third go, it let us in the door. So obviously we put our stuff in there, went to sleep. Um, Next day, went down for breakfast and um, had breakfast and needed to get back in the room so we could get some stuff. The door wouldn't open, so go on, Mm. with the key card. Yeah. Um, So went to reception and the uh, staff member came to look at the door, and wouldn't open for them either. Um, so they got the on-site caretaker, I think, probably. I don't know what he was. Yeah. Um, to come and change the batteries in the unit. And that didn't work either. So they had to call an engineer out to the hotel to basically be able to let us into our room where all our stuff was. Anyway, so we went out for the day. 
Mm. Came back about three o'clock, um, quite warm, wanting to, wanting to have a shower. And it hadn't, the, 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 the engineers hadn't come yet. So we still couldn't get into our room. So we had a drink in the bar, Josh and I. And by then it was time for dinner. So we went out and we came back about eight o'clock and the engineer had still not been bad. All our stuff is in that room. Yeah. Clean, clean underwear, deodorant, my medication that I have to take. Yeah. Um, which let's be honest, you can't miss a day. <laughs> no, really. No. Um, so, so at this point, Andy is, Andy is kicking off Sakura. Mm. Not surprised. Um, so they had to give us another room to sleep in overnight because we couldn't get into the room. Oh, come on. Um, and we were just hoping that the engineer would arrive overnight. Woke up in the morning. Yeah. Engineer had still not been. Sorry, this is, that is un- unacceptable, that. <laughs> they will not been. This is the next day. This is basically 24 hours later. Um, Andy at this point is properly kicking off. Yeah. Um, so we, we went out for the day as you, as you do. And, um, when we, when we came back, the, uh, the engineer had actually been and sorted the issue out. But my point being, Zagora, is now and this is going to sound really dramatic, but it's, it's a certain point that you have to think of these things. If I act, had a baby, and I accidentally left the baby in the room. Maybe I was just like getting something from out the front of the door and the door shut behind me. Yeah. And this happened. You mean to tell me that the baby would be in there by itself for 24 hours? Yeah, that's the thing. The, 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 these key card things, they don't work properly. They just do not work. Okay. We stayed in the Premier Inn twice um, on on the trip this year. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't, it, it was a card, it was a key card, but it wasn't one you put in the slot. It was just one you tap on yeah. the thing, like a contactless yeah, yeah, yeah. card. And it's absolutely fine. You get to the other hotel chain where we stayed in Bournemouth and just instantly could not get through the doors. And it's just the key card system in hotel chains just suck so badly. So yeah, I know what you mean. Just yeah. infuriating that to be honest, girl. I've um I've stayed in hotels which do the like the key card thing. Um, I stayed in hotels which you just like you say, just tap it. I've stayed in hotels which give you a wristband and then you have to tap the wristband on the door to let yourself in. Hmm. Um, they all work, but the tap system works. And also, if there's a fault with the tap system, they can take apart the handle and reset it this is the thing if i had if i if the key card thing doesn't work mm. there has to be some kind of thing in place that you can open that door manually either by a key if you take apart the the you know the housing and stuff on the yeah. on the actual door uh lever um you know or you know if the, if there's no power to it you should be able to open that door why the hell could you, that door not be opened unless an engineer was there? No, I get you. And also, there's 
four ways to open this sorry there's four ways you can put that card that bit of card in the slot isn't there so there's obviously front down back down front up down up yeah no well i don't think that works it, but only it's... only one of the ways work and you yeah. have to stand there to the full fucking goes yeah oh no i agree with you it, they they need to get updated like a lot of places have updated them but i think some hotels in this country is, especially just don't and i don't understand why i don't i don't want to sound rude and i'm not trying to be posh or flaunt money or whatever because i don't have money but premier inn is the next level up from this hotel chain in my opinion um mm. i'd agree with that and and because it's such a budget hotel chain i just don't think they care about things like that yeah, like, I agree with you. Every every I nearly said the nearly said the brand there. Every single hotel I've been in of this budget kind has this keycard system and it never works. It doesn't ever work properly. You should be yeah. able to put that keycard in any door, you know, the door from reception into the into the um the hallways, you know, the hallways from the stairs into your level. You know, there's all these different places you need to use this key card, obviously, to yeah. get into the room. It never works in any of them properly. Not just the door to get into your room. Any door in that hotel, it just doesn't fucking work. <laughs> no, no, I agree with you. And, and yeah, like you said, we're not being snobbish. In fact, we are the poor boys which Freddie Mercury was singing about in Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> we are not being snobbish in, this, in the slightest. This is just, there are hotels which we frequent like for example you said like premier inn um when i stayed in a premier inn when i was moving back down here to view this flat that was a key card to tap to get into the hallway and you go up the stairs you tap to get onto the level and you tap to get in your room and it just works perfectly if you have to start jamming the key card into things no i'm sorry it's a stupid if i've had a long if i've had a long day and I just want to get into my room and go to bed, like mm. on holiday, for example. Because on holiday, let's face it, you do a lot of things and you eat a lot of food. So by the time you get to the evening, you're tired, you're, you've overeaten, you just want to go to bed. And you can't do that because you can't, you can't get in the fucking rooms. <laughs> anyway, so let's, on. <laughs> let's not get bogged down with witch shit. Oh, you said the word. Oh, fuck them. Fuck a lot of them. Um, um, the next one, Sakura, is one I don't think you'll agree with. Um, but okay, it, it really annoys me. Um, so I have come up with a a a solution, a plan, if you like, a plan, um, if you will. Hmm. Uh, but the angry man review is last trains containing all the young drunk people. So I think what they should do is if you're a young person who has consumed even a unit of alcohol, then you go on one train and the people that don't drink and are just coming home and just don't want, don't want to fucking be involved. Drunk people are loud, obnoxious and just awful people. And if you don't want that, you get another train. Or another example, Sakura, if it's an eight car train, the drunks have the rear four, so they don't have to walk very far. And the normal people have the front four. That way, 
everybody's happy. I understand where you're coming from, and I agree with it. Is there a but? I mean, I agree with your measures to correct it, like the carriages on a train. I'm pretty sure in the continent they, I want to say in Holland or something, they have something similar where they, they section off parts of the train for um, for people who have consumed not just alcohol, if you know what I mean. Mm. Um, and then wacky backy. I mean, we didn't need. Y- yes, yes, and other substances which um, well, we do not condone on the Sam Antics podcast. We don't um, condone any substances on the Sam Antics podcast. Illegal substances on this. Yes, Sam of course. Podcast, yes. Okay. Anyway, bloody talcum powder. It should be legal. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah, yeah, I think they've actually got parts of the train which are for like the, like like quiet zones in the UK, even though they're not actually quiet zones. Well, no one fucking fuck does. No one takes anyway. any fucking notice of that. So that's a free angry round review for you there. There we um, go. Yeah, I think they do, but I agree with the measures you put in place. I don't think, however, you can stop it because I first of all, anyone that is at a point where they are loud and annoying on a train anyway just piss me off even if I am drunk or sober. But also, drunk people to that extent should not be around a live train track, in my opinion. Yeah. Get a bus. Well, just... Yeah. Get a megabus. Get a bus. <laughs> Via the Bimley Mega Chippy. Yes. So, Gropper, shall we crack on with the next, in- next new instalment of, of... What am I saying? Before we do that, Madara, I just want to raise one angry man review that I've actually got, if possible. Okay. But yes, you crack on. Um, as you know, you were holidaying in in my in my beloved Southampton. Mm. Mm. Um, we didn't get to see each other. However, I was I was actually ill, so it's understandable. Mm. However, in one lunchtime walk that I took this week, which was three miles, just a loop around the city, I saw. More landmarks and did more things uh, in terms of seeing the history and experiencing history <laughs> than you did in your oh, entire no. couple of days in Southampton. Honestly, you said to me, "Well, I, we had a conversation," and I said, "I oh, saw. So did you see when you were here? Like, did you see the walls? Did you see the Tudor building? Um, did you see sort of the merchant area?" And you were like, "Wow, I saw that castle thing, the castle thing, which is a gate, a, med- a medieval gate." Um, Keep the spirits away. And the Normans, which didn't actually work because... Well, it's because there's a fucking great hole all around it, so go off. Carry on. <laughs> I'm actually stunned into silence in case you didn't know people. <laughs> uh, yes, so Matt and I visited Southampton and saw zero landmarks other than a building that was built... Just before COVID, I want to say 2020, I think it was finalized, watermark. Right, Sakura. Which has, that's the place with the bowling and the cinema. Yeah, Sakura. As I alluded to in the introduction, and as we all know, I don't deal with heat. And it was very hot when I was there. Mm. And I, the last thing I wanted to do was walk, unless it was for dinner. 
that's when it was lovely and nice and cool then. Mm. Um, in hindsight, I looked at a map today and I thought, oh, I probably should have gone like down the dock or something just mm. to like just see, you know, all, all, all that kind of thing. I didn't realise how close the docks yes. were to the Premier Inn I was staying in. It's you literally stayed... a roundabout away. <laughs> literally a roundabout away. And also the Premier Inn you stayed in is opposite where the bowling is and the eating houses and everything. If you'd gone down the steps and just turned south, you would actually have seen the medieval walls going into the medieval merchant lot, going into the actual like bit where there was, there's a there's um, an old bathhouse there, which isn't obviously there now, which Jane Austen was in. There's famous writers have looked out in that part and like you're walking through history and you can actually see in the walls holes where arrows were shot. But you're going to have to wait until next time you're in Southampton. Until next time. Well, I'll tell you something funny, Sigrun. So I have an app. I have an app that... Um... It basically tracks where I am and gives me a pie chart at the end of the day of like, so like if I've been out for dinner to like a dinner yeah. establishment, it will say you did one hour in a, a dinner establishment and stuff like that. It's a very good app. Um, the Premier Inn that we stayed in was so close to basically where I spent the entirety of my time, i.e. across the road, that it thinks that for three day, uh, two and a half days solid, I was at the Premier Inn <laughs> without moving. <laughs> For oh. God's sake. But yeah, in hindsight, I, I will be returning to Southampton and Sergrobble will be my tour guide. Yes, yes. Um, on a cooler day, though, on a cooler day because it's yes. not fun when the heat. Indeed. And uh, anyway, I've got that off my chest now so we can crack on. Let's crack on, Sergrobble. Uh, with a new section that I am entitling... Unpopular opinions with the chew. That's Sam right. antics. It's both of us. No, no. It's it's unpopular opinions with the chew. Brought to you by Sam antics. Okay. Yes. Um, basically, every week, Sam and I will give um, different opinions on something that is potentially unpopular. Uh, hence the name, mm-hmm. unpopular opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, so this week I've chosen the political one, Sagora. Oh. I know it's a dangerous game. My unpopular opinion is that Theresa May was a very good prime minister and was the right person, but at the wrong time. Ooh. Do you know what? I can see the logic in that because I think we were lucky to have her, and then our man Bojo absolutely just took a shit on the entire country. Yeah, I agree with that one, actually, Madda. I won't lie to you. Theresa May only got the position of Prime Minister is because she initially put her name in the hat, like everyone, uh, like uh, Rishi Sunak and uh, the other one. Trust. That's the one. Um, But everyone pulled out, so she became it by (laughs) by default, really. But I, I think she actually was very good. Um, I think the problem was, and I don't want to start the whole man-woman thing, but mm. she was a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, I mean, she still is a woman. <laughs> Sorry. She was a woman. She was a woman. 
Uh, she is a woman in Parliament, which is majority a men's game, shall we say? Yeah. Um, and she came at a time where Brexit was a thing, and and Brexit was a thing, <laughs> and Brexit was a yes. thing. So. She had it quite hard. <laughs> that sounds dodgy. Fucking, Fucking hell. hell, Matt Dyer. She she got a right good rogering that one. <laughs> oh, it wasn't just running through those wheat fields. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Anyway, so I don't really have anything else to add. I think she did a good job, and she you. would have been a really good prime minister had it not been for Brexit. I completely, completely, wholeheartedly agree. Hmm. You ready Devon, do, you, do, you have, do you have an unpopular opinion, Zagor? I do, and it is actually going to. Um... Yeah, it's very, very unpopular. Oh, fuck it. Is it going to annoy me? I don't actually think so. Okay. Crack on. It's about a certain McDonald's item. Right. Chicken nuggets are not actually that good. Thank you for listening to the sound. No, come on. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm being serious. Why? Okay. If you, w- I know you and I know you go for chicken. <laughs> Thank you. Like, you go for like the chicken um, select. select. Yeah. Because that is, that is actually good because it, it, it's nicer. But... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Because <laughs> it actually tastes and looks and like feels like chicken. When you then look at that compared to the uh, McNugget, it's just not the same. It's not good. It's greasy. It doesn't fully taste like chicken. It tastes like something. Like, it's shit, but it tastes like something. So you want you crave that taste of the shitness. Um, whereas, like, a chicken select, you can taste the chicken. It tastes fresh. It tastes good. So, Robert, you do realise we don't live in America. Chicken nuggets are chicken. It's not. No, it's no, none of this no, slime no, I, shit. I agree. I agree. I agree. Yes, it is actually chicken. I know that, but it doesn't taste as fresh or as like chickeny as like a chicken select, for example. Or you go to KFC and like that's that's for your proper chicken. But a chicken nugget Table. is just not the same. This is. I'm specifically saying McDonald's chicken nuggets because there are certain chicken nuggets which you can get on the market which are nice. But McDonald's chicken nugget is just no, it's just not. It's not good, is it really? Well, I can't. This is the way you're going to go on, Sakura, over the next few weeks. I can't wait for next no, week. Seriously, though, do you do you not agree with me? Well, to to uh, to say one of the things that you said in your monologue there, I've never eaten a piece of chicken and thought, "Whoa, fuck me, this is really chickeny." Well, no, yeah, but you know what I mean, though, like. Like chicken select, you eat that and you can, it does genuinely taste nice and tastes like you're eating chicken, a chicken nugget. I taste it. But I think it's a lot to do with the coating as well. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's again, that adds into the whole point of why I don't think a chicken nugget from McDonald's is actually that nice. They weren't called unpopular opinions for nothing, were they? If if people (laughs) listening to this agree with Sagrava or disagree with Matt Dyer uh, in either of what we've said, um, 
get in touch with us with our social networks that we will read at the end of this podcast. Um, so, Robert, anything else to add? Any other any other unpopular opinions? I actually do have other unpopular opinions, but we'll save them for a future episode. Well, it's that time of the week where we cross over the Bridge of Banter and go and visit our friend Sam Cropper. In the second part of the story from last week, <laughs> that I can't remember the name of it. <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> because before you even said, before I can't remember the name of it, I could feel you just grasping for it, like looking for it in your memory. <laughs> Generally, I'm like, what's it fucking called? <laughs> It's something to do with uh, Twitter. No, not Twitter. Uh, Twitch. Confessions of a Twitch girl. That's the one. I thought it was a bit shit, didn't I? All right. Christ. No, no, no. no. I was just saying. <laughs> I, it, well, I didn't think it was brilliant last time, but hopefully this will change this week, Sir Grubber. So let's cross over to you live in Eastleigh. Sir Grubber, over to you. God, do you want me to just, <laughs> just put my whole fucking address on it? Fuck me. <laughs> I went full on like news reporter mode there. <laughs> Over to you, so gr- yes, I panicked. Cheers, Jeff. <laughs> let's, let's get an injury <laughs> update with Jeff Shreves. Jeff, he's hurt. Back to you in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> His arm's fallen off. He's a tough cookie. I think he'll be all right. <laughs> anyway, sorry. So go on. Over to you. <clears throat> So yeah, we are in part two of Confessions of a Twitch Girl. So last week, we had her um, flip the script on one of her stalkers and stalk them to find out that she would end up sat in someone's kitchen talking to them about their daughter and mention about her husband. And they said, we don't have a... We don't? No, she doesn't have a husband. We don't have a husband. (laughs) And then she went out back out to the car. She um, had to um, flirt with, like, yeah, be an uwu girl for the guy in the back. And yeah, so let's proceed with this one. I hid my webcam and taped up the cameras on all my devices as soon as I got back from the police station. I looked for signs of intrusion, taking care to check the hiding spots such as closets under under my bed in the bathtub. Satisfied, I was truly alone. I double and triple checked the locks before climbing under the sheets. Even then, the bolts felt like flimsy armour against King Sam. He was still out there, somewhere. Probably feeling full for letting me go last time. Deep down, I just knew he wouldn't make the same mistake twice. I tossed and turned, trying to find a position which my panic-stricken limbs would consider taking a rest. I felt weary, but thoughts of the Polaroid kept my eyes wide open, glued to a small crack in the ceiling. Could it have been a coincidence? The thought of someone breaking into my parents' home back in 2015 to steal a photograph was incomprehensible. Even if it were true, why had my stalker waited five years to show himself? 
none of it made sense. The, sign, the sounds of the city died down. The night stretched out like an endless road with red lights barring every intersection. My thoughts turned back to the man I expected to meet, Samuel Kentleworth. His profile looked so real, but there was no way the woman I'd assumed to be his wife had lied. Beth's surprise had been genuine. I was sure of it. Why had such a pathetic attempt at extortion caused my stalker to emerge from the shadows? What was the connection? I must have finally dozed off at around four in the morning, exhaustion taking its toll. My body simply just shut down. I woke hours later, feeling disoriented, my head throbbing like I'd been out drinking all night. I rubbed my eyes, which were still glued together with residual fatigue. Something wasn't right. The air in the room felt hot and heavy, and my body was burning up. As I threw off the duvet covers, an array of floral scents hit my nose. I sat, I sat up coughing from the depths of my weakened, wheezing lungs. I opened my eyes. Hundreds of multicolored tea candles littered every surface in my room. The shelves, desk, even parts of the floor were covered in small round fire hazards. Most of the candles had burnt out, but there were still a few flames scattered, flicking. I jumped out of bed and rushed to the window. I threw it open, gulping down the cold winter air outside. The icy wind prickled my skin as soon as I stood out on the ledge, in only a thin nighty. Slowly, the toxic fumes from the paraffin wax had left my lungs as oxygen pumped back into my brain. It was pointless wondering whether King Sam had intended to carry out my murder through arsenal or asphyxiation. It felt like I was at the mercy of a stalker. He passed through walls, and he obviously enjoyed toying with me. There was only one thing I knew for sure. I could no longer handle any of this alone. The thought of reaching out to a friend or my parents but I was too ashamed of my part in bringing about last night's events. There was only one person in the world who already had low enough opinion of me that even my feeble attempt at blackmail wouldn't surprise him. That person was my ex-boyfriend. Jared had seen the worst of me as our relationship fell apart after I started streaming on Twitch. He said I was whoring myself out and wasting my potential by dropping out of school. I accused him of resenting the fact that I made more money than him. We didn't part on the best of terms, but he seemed friendly enough on the phone when I called. This was back when we were still living together. Jared was drowning in student debt as he scrambled to finish a degree in computer science. As I drove up to a neat line of townhouses in one of the nicest suburbs of our city, I realised just how far he'd come since then. I'm sorry to have come by so early on a weekend, I stammered as my ex led me into a large open plan kitchen. The, the, the truth is, I, I can't turn to anyone else. My voice shook as I took a seat on a tall stool at his kitchen bar counter. I told him everything. Jared's eyes grew cold and distant 
as I confessed to looking up my viewer's private information online, a hint of compassion returned to his face once I recounted the consequences that followed. That's really messed up, Rebecca, he said after we'd sat in silence for some minutes. As much as I want to kick your ass for thinking that you could be the Walter White of the streaming industry, I don't actually think any of this is your fault. I let myself cry then. I'd harboured so much guilt since first meeting King Sam that I hadn't expected the emotional release brought on by Jared's words. He watched me, embarrassed by my outburst. I was obviously stalking you way before you tried to track him down. Jared continued as my sobs died down. He was bound to become a serious threat at one point or another. At least you baited him out when he wasn't manic. But what can I do? I asked. Uh, not much, to be honest. There are some vague leads. There are some vague leads you could pursue, but they might lead nowhere. My hex hesitated. Or you could lure him out. Jared took two cups from the cupboard and began filling a large coffee machine. I stared at the impressive metal contraption. It must have cost a pretty penny. You need to go on stream, he said after handing me a steaming cup of Arabica. I I don't want to do that again, I said, staring at his laminate countertop. You were right all those years ago. I never should have started streaming. Oh, come on. Jared's eyes rolled. We were both young, and to tell you the truth, your accusations hit a little close to home. I was jealous of you raking it in while I was barely scraping by. I scanned his face for insincerity. But it seems my ex fully meant what he said. I felt old, habitual emotions bubbling on just under the surface, threatening to pour out into our conversation. I saw no signs of other girl, a woman living in this place. I wanted to ask if he was seeing anyone, but knew it wasn't the right time or place. I sipped the coffee quietly, reeling my thoughts back in. Maybe we could work things out when all of this was over. So what what would I have to do on the stream? I asked, biting into a donut Jared placed in front of me. The usual, he smirks. Get doled up, talk about your life. Only this time mention the stalker. How will that help? I wondered out loud. Your audience will eat it up. They love all the camgirl drama. A look of disdain crossed Jared's face. And your stalker will be furious. If he's delusional enough to think that you're his girlfriend, he won't want or be able to sit around watching your views trash him. And the chat, the chat will draw him out. What about the fact I don't want him to show up? My insides turned at the thought of seeing King Sam's sallow face ever again. We have to catch him in the act of doing something illegal, like breaking into your apartment. Jared rubbed his chin, looking a bit like a cartoon detective piercing, piecing together clues to a case. We need the guy's identity. And I'm sure once we have that, the cops will be able to dig up enough evidence to get him committed or something. You'll be there? I took his hand in mine, my eyes pleading. 
Yes. Jared's hand gave mine a squeeze and his voice softened. Of course I'll be there. It was obvious the candles in my room had unsettled my ex-boyfriend more than he was willing to admit. So far, Jared had approached my predicament as a challenging problem. A hypothesis that needed to be solved. Now, he was standing in the thick of it, picking up melted candle pellets and throwing them into a large trash bag. We cleaned in absolute silence. Once the stage was set, I decided to push the limits by dressing in a sexy corset and stockings. I told myself it was to attract more viewers and provoke King Sam, but a part of me hoped Jared would take notice as well. I applied a thick layer of red rouge, a lipstick I'd only ever worn on real-world dinner dates. The rest came naturally. I started streaming on Twitch, babbling away as my view account blew through the roof. The new look had, was definitely a hit. Why hadn't I considered wearing it before resorting to blackmail? I began asking my followers for help. I claimed to be extremely upset but I made sure not to crinkle my face unattractively. Genuine emotions looked so bad on the camera. I told the internet all about how King Sam broke into my car, shedding a pretty tears. I round, rounded up my story with the Polaroid punch. The donations rolled in, and I asked why so many other streamer girls made up drama for their shows. It paid well. Now and then, I turned to look at Jared, who was standing beside my bedroom door. His face was rigid as he guarded the threshold. I saw instantly that my attempts to impress him had failed. Me asking for his help with tears in my eyes had done far more than a set of cheap lingerie ever could. What is it about damsel in distress that men love so much? One hour passed, then another. I could see Jared growing restless as there was no signs of King Sam appearing at the apartment. Finally, after three hours of streaming, my ex called it quits. He's not coming. Jared's face fell. He must have the room bugged or something. He can see I'm here and doesn't want to risk a messy confrontation. What shall we do? I searched Jared's face for answers. I don't know. He replied, running his hand through his hair. You need to come up with a new plan. Maybe you had the right idea about trying to find a connection to your blackmail target. I changed some basic clothing and packed an overnight bag. No matter what I did, I'd always be grateful to Jared for not leaving me to spend another night alone in my apartment. He drove me back to his place, whipped up a delicious carbonara for dinner. For fuck's sake. That's, that's, ah. no, that's not on there, is it? Say again? Is that actually in there? Yes, I'm serious, yeah. Why is people's... What's it on carbonara, for fuck's sake? I don't know. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we drained a bottle of red wine, stretching the meal by reminiscing about the good old days. After dinner, we settled down to watch Gentlemen Prefer Blondes, one of our all-time favourites. We must have knocked out right there on the couch. I, I don't know about Jared, but the wine had definitely made me feel a little drowsy by the end of the movie. The next morning, I was jolted awake by someone shaking me in the shoulder. Get up, Jared said, 
His voice, cool, harsh, monotone. Get up and get your things. You need, you can take an Uber home. What? I mumbled. What happened? This. Jared grunted, shoving a note in my face. It was taped to the TV. But you already knew that. It read, Stay away from my girl, King Sam. I'd heard of brainless twitch girls going out of the way to cause unnecessary drama, but this just takes the cake. Jared fumed. Did you really think, after all these years, I wouldn't recognise your handwriting, Rebecca? End of part two. It's all kicking off, so cool. There's a lot of questions being raised. Does she have a stalker? Is she making the whole thing up? Is this actually you in disguise? As Jared or as Rebecca? No, as King Sam. Oh. <laughs> Losing the name, mate. <laughs> oh, God. I, 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 I'm confused, my dear. Other than the fucking Carbonara situation, that was the only oh. one bit that I... Could understand. I, it's a difficult one because part of me is like, mm, yeah, this is this this is progressing somewhere, and then another part of me is like, I can see it's starting to pick up, but I don't want it to drop down again. I want it to keep this like momentum going, if that makes sense. Yes, I have decided that I will not comment on this story until it's finished next week. Same. I think that's best for everyone. Yes, I agree. Yes. That's what we've got time for this week. No, it's not. It's not. Why not? No. Well, you know, Segura, it's it's. Dramatic reading time with me, Matt Dyer. And um, this this one's a good one, Segura, I'm not going to lie. Um, so I'm just going to get straight into it. There is a star that lights the road. Will it take me to the end? Well, I don't know. But for one last time, I'll take this ride and just drive. I want to be the only one to make it to the light. I'll take you to the edge where I have died a thousand times. But maybe I could be the one. We'll ride into the setting sun tonight, night, night, and just drive. There we go, Segura. That is the, um, that is, it's not quite a classic, because I don't think anyone's ever heard of this, but it's called Just Drive, and it's by Alistair Griffin, and it was the theme tune to the Sky F1 coverage up until 2017, when they ruined it and changed it. I mean, F1 got a little bit ruined by taking it to Sky, really, if I'm being well, honest. Yes, but that's as soon as, story as, soon as something time. interesting happens, they just pan out to a replay. Or... Yes, <laughs> don't get me started on that. Oh God. Uh, but yes, but thank you for that. Thank you for that 
Um, yes, yes. But if um, if if next week is just too long for our listeners to have to wait, Sakura. What mm. first time antics fix? Indeed. How the how the devil can they get in touch with us? Well, you can head over to our Facebook page, which is the Sam Antics Podcast. You could head over to our Instagram or TikTok, which is at Sam Antics. Or if you are an archaic soul, you can even send us an email, which is Sam Antics Podcast at gmail.com. But there is another way, Matt, isn't there, that, they, that the viewers could get a little bit of a fix? Is there? There is indeed. You could head over to Acast because oh. we are Acast content creators. Oh, got it in there again. Got it in there again. <laughs> Honestly, what is wrong with you? Oh, we've got proud, Matt. I got to be proud. But in all seriousness, thank you, everyone, for your support. We are amazed that we're still going. Um, but no, we are. We are really, really grateful. And that is all we've got time for this week. So, Matt Dyer, would you like to... I, I feel like final... you're... Sorry, no, I feel like you just repeated the, the intro of the outro. <laughs> no, Matt Dyer, I was kind of trying to segue into saying, would you like to deliver the final line? No, because that is your line. Okay, well, what was I say? Fucking hell, Matt Dyer. It's been a while since we've done this. We're a bit rusty, aren't we? <laughs> So yeah, all that's left to say is we'll chat to you next week. Maybe. I might not turn up. It's 50, my die. You better fucking turn up.